Let's get the Tuesday Y'all Show off the ground and started. Hello, I'm John Rawl, and you've locked in on your radio dial or on your podcast dial, the weekly, the daily, the hourly dose of all things Southern. This is the Y'all Show with John, and boy, we're glad that you could join us here. We've got an exciting show coming your way today. We've got headlines from across the South to get to. Later this hour, we'll have our Southern Political Report. We actually have some audio from Attorney General Bill Barr as he was in the Big Easy of New Orleans on Monday speaking in front of the Fraternal Order of Police Convention in New Orleans. And we're going to play some of the audio of our Attorney General speaking there, specifically about some of the recent tragedies with our mass shootings. And we'll get Barr's take on that and what he had to say to the FOT convention on Monday. Plus, we have some other audio to share with you from the Republican and the Democratic side. I found this great video that Tim Scott, the U.S. Senator from the state of South Carolina, did last week. He did kind of a question-answer forum with his constituents in the city of Charleston. And there was a smart aleck in the crowd, and Tim Scott, who's pretty reserved, I would even say boring for the most part. You don't even realize he's a senator in Congress because Lindsey Graham is so vocal. His counterpart on the Republican side and also a fellow South Carolinian. And Tim Scott didn't hold back. And I was rather impressed with the junior senator from South Carolina, Tim Scott. And you're going to get to hear that interaction with the radical person there in the audience in our political report. Plus, last week, Jim Hood successfully got the Democratic nod for the governor in the state of Mississippi. We're going to go into the victory speech that Hood gave as he awaits his Republican challenger in November's general election. The Republicans have a runoff in a couple of weeks. Jim Hood already moving on to the general election and is poised to become the first Democratic governor of Mississippi since Ronnie Musgrove in the early 2000s. Hood has been the attorney general in the Magnolia State for a long time and really is a force. And it's going to be a tough, tough call in Mississippi for governor, in my opinion, although a very red state. Hood's going to get a lot of people voting for him that normally would not vote for a governor in an off election, as this is 2019 in Mississippi. We'll hear a little bit more of Jim Hood, the candidate for governor in Mississippi, when we have our Southern Political Report in just a few. When we go to hour two today, we'll get it going with a little sports land yet. We've got headlines from across the various sports to get to. And then we're going to give a little love to the Baylor Bears. Matt Rule is the coach of Baylor, and we're going to get to hear from the coach after he came over from Temple a couple of years ago. And remember, Baylor last year had a winning season. They actually won the bowl game in Houston against the Vanderbilt Commodores. And a little love of the Baylor Bears coming our way at the start of the second hour. And we're going to keep the Big 12 talk going when we welcome in the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, to the program in the second hour. We're going to get his take on the Big 12 of 2019. Is Baylor going to surprise everybody and win the conference championship? Well, I don't know if he's going to go out on quite such a bold limb as that. But the barrister is going to tell us about the Texas Longhorns. He'll let us know about the Oklahoma Sooners, the likely guys that will be right back in Arlington for the conference championship again this year. But are there other teams out there? Is the Mad Hatter? Yeah. Les Miles, you know, the guy that was coach of the LSU Tigers a few years ago. Is he going to create a miracle season in 
Lawrence, Kansas, and get the Jayhawks into the Big 12 championship game. We'll get the barrister stake when we have that at the start of his segment in the second hour. And then, of course, we don't have the barrister on and just talk football. We'll get Matt Herman's take on all things barbecue and butcher shop as we're going to continue our discussion with the old boy about going to the butcher shop and looking at pork products available. So get your swine on with the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue in our second hour of today's Y'all Show. Hey, if you feel like connecting to us, we would love to hear from you. It's so easy. We've got a website, y'all.com, that you can reach out to us and follow the great stories coming your way. Speaking of y'all.com, on Wednesday's Y'all Show, Clark Shelton, editor of y'all.com, is going to drop by and lay out what's all up there at y'all.com right this very second and what's coming later this week on the pages of y'all.com. The ultimate guide of the South is y'all, and Clark Shelton will be our special guest on Wednesday's show, plus we'll have Precious Harris dropping by on Wednesday with all the news from Nashville and in country music. But that's tomorrow. Today, we want to let you know, of course, go to y'all.com, but also call us 803-816-1170. Also, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at y'all show. Email us y'all show at y'all.com. That's the easy way to drop us an email with questions or comments about anything related to the show. And don't forget our apps that you can find the Y'all Show on. We're on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, and also Apple Podcast apps, all free of charge. All you got to do is go on there and search for Y'all Show and then like us or subscribe to us. It's free of charge, and you will be up to date with every single Y'all Show. And, of course, all of you listening to us right now on one of our great radio stations across the South, hello, first of all. And secondly, if you end up missing a part of our show and you want to go back and listen to it, go to those podcast options, the iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio, or the Apple Podcast options. Search for Y'all Show, and you won't miss any part of our show or If all that is too hard to remember, just go to y'all.com and every one of our shows is archived there. Now, is that not quite a deal? You betcha. All right, looking at headlines from across Dixie today. Hey, it is warming up in some parts of the South. Some of you are really experiencing triple degree temperatures, and I feel for you as forecasters are warning of scorching heat across the South this week, where it will feel as high as 115 degrees in some areas. Parts of 13 states on Monday were under heat advisories from Texas to Louisiana to Florida and all the way to Missouri and Illinois and the Midwest as well. Some of the most oppressive conditions Monday were in Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Oklahoma. Heat exhaustion and heat stroke are among the main threats in those areas. A person with the National Weather Service in Louisiana said, you're most likely to develop a heat illness quicker in this type of weather when it's really humid and hot. So again, be on the lookout. You've got humidity and you've got heat. Not a good combination. I'll tell you how hot it was in my slice of south of the south for the first time at least all summer. Every time I went out late Monday, I had I was wearing glasses. Every time I went outside or stepped out of my car, my my glasses fogged over. And sometimes that happens when we have those midsummer thunderstorms come through and the atmosphere changes a lot. But we didn't have any thunderstorms in my corner of Dixie. And every time I stepped outside in that heat. And the humidity as well, I had to quickly take my glasses off because I can't see without them or if I don't have contacts in. And I bet you if you were in my part of the South or you were in one of these areas we're just telling you about and you wear glasses, if you're a bespectacled y'all listener, you know what I'm – yeah, you feel my pain here. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And maybe you had sunglasses you were trying to wear. You probably had a little bit 
of the same thing. Now, Arkansas, they were kind of proactive on this heat wave coming through the natural state. And with the heat advisory issued, the city of Little Rock made a couple of community centers available for those who needed to escape the heat. They had cooling centers available in Little Rock all day Monday. Parks and recreation staff were on hand at each of the facilities to assist citizens and provide them with a place to get out of the heat and to drink water and use the restroom facilities, cooling centers for citizens who need to escape extreme heat. Again, this was on Monday. It's going on today also in Little Rock at places like the Dunbar Community Center and the East Little Rock Community Center, among other locations in the capital of the natural state. But yes, it's tough going in Arkansas today and on Monday. And be careful out there, no matter if you're in the natural state, in the Pelican State, the Magnolia State, in the Lone Star State, all of our areas that are experiencing these, these really high temperatures, of which some parts of the South, though thus far this summer and into the spring, we've not had triple-digit temperatures quite like this. So be very, very careful. And let's get through this, y'all. An update on a story we told you about a couple of days ago, Legionnaire's disease. You know, it's been a 100 years since the World War I outbreak of what became known as Legionnaire's disease. And we're seeing this experienced again in the South as you've got an outbreak of this at an Atlanta hotel. And it's now the largest ever recorded in Georgia. Legionnaire's disease has already left one person dead and the source of the outbreak, which affected guests who visited or stayed at the downtown Atlanta Hotel June 12th through the July 15th break. They've not been identified the source. The hotel has voluntarily closed as a result of the outbreak and will remain so until the source of the Legionella is located and remediation is complete. Again, this happened in Atlanta at a hotel there that I don't have the name of this thing yet, but I'll tell you what, you're not going to be able to stay. Oh, I have the name. It's at the Sheraton Atlanta Hotel. Not exactly the El Cheapo Hotel in Hotlanta. And it's broken out there at the Sheraton Atlanta Hotel. Again, one person has died. And there was also at least 12 lab-confirmed cases of the disease and another 61 probable causes of this Legionnaire's disease. And according to the Mayo Clinic, you can't catch Legionnaire's disease from person-to-person contact. Instead, most people get Legionnaire's disease from inhaling the bacteria. And that older adults, those who smoke or those who have weakened immune systems, are the most susceptible. Legionnaire's disease is a severe form of pneumonia, which explains pneumonia as an inflammation of the lung that is typically caused by infection. So, again, if you've been to this Sheraton Hotel in Atlanta and you think you've had pneumonia, You just might have had Legionnaire's disease, a scary thing to think about for any of you who've been to Atlanta lately and even become around any of the people that have stayed there. It's a really, really touchy situation. Teenagers in Tennessee have allegedly stolen an AR-15 from a school officer's safe, and this is in Red Bowling Springs School in Bowling Springs, Tennessee. News outlets report that former students of the school are now accused of breaking into their high school and stealing this assault weapon and bulletproof vest from the school resource officer's gun safe. Clay and Macon County, Tennessee authorities say Lee Clark and Adam Cisneros were spotted on video inside Red Bowling Springs School last week. Deputies say the items were found buried behind Clark's home. And the school director, Tony Bowles, says a sheriff's department policy allows officers to bring personal guns to campus along with their service weapons. Groups advocating against gun violence are questioning how the kids got into the safe. 
Yes, an AR-15 there. But again, it was the resource officer's gun there in the safe, and it was stolen by these knuckleheads who are going to be paying a price now there in Red Bowling Springs, Tennessee. Not all that far from there is Cave City, Kentucky, and that's where you'll find Mammoth Cave National Park. Officials there say that the park is going to be closed for more than a year for renovations, a section of it at least. A park spokesperson said that a two-mile section of the Mammoth Cave stretching from the Snowball Room to Grand Central Station will close sometime this fall and isn't expected to reopen for nearly a year and a half. The dirt and stone cave floor has become degraded, and the project will make the path smoother and more durable while making steps and handrails more user-friendly. Again, this is at Mammoth Cave National Park, which, if you haven't been to, it's about an hour north of Nashville, just in western Kentucky, not all that far from Bowling Green. A really cool place, especially if you live in parts of the south where you have no caves anywhere around you. You go into Mammoth Cave when it's 100 degrees outside, and it's all of a sudden like 60 degrees, pitch black, dark, bats flying around, but it's massive. In fact, it's Mammoth, (laughs) thus the name. And I hate to hear that a part of it will be closed, but the whole park is not closed. So go to Cave City, Kentucky, and check out Mammoth Cave National Park and tell them the y'all show sent you. Hey, have you seen the photo that's circulating on the Internet of a kid, just like so many kids, getting ready to go back to school to start a new year? And mom or dad or both say, hey, little Johnny, hey, little Janie, come outside. Let's take a picture of you getting ready for your first day of school. Well, this seventh grader in Alabama decided to go outside and stand by a tree, and that's where Brooks Mills, the girls, was posing for the summer's over picture last week. The picture, of course, that you've seen so many, maybe your own children, maybe you have been that lucky person to pose in the photo getting ready for school. And that's when this Alabama teen smiled and, you know, come on, let's get the picture over. We're going to seventh grade. No big deal. They take the picture of the youngster, Brooke Mills. She goes to school, and then upon further review of the photo, lo and behold, the tree that she was standing beside and literally inches away from her elbow was a gigantic snake camouflaged on this same tree that she was standing right beside taking her back-to-school picture. Now, according to snake experts, luckily the snake in the tree was identified as a rat snake, so nothing poisonous, thank goodness. But I don't think I would have been making it to school as a seventh grader if I had been Brooke Mills and turned around and seen that darn thing just standing there ready to pounce on me if if need be. And it sure makes you think now, second, second guessing about your back-to-school photo, especially if you go out in the great outdoors and take a thing. Another story coming to us from Alabama. A granite stone that marks the grave of Alabama's most celebrated novelist, Harper Lee, is being saturated with, get this, pennies. Yes, in Monroeville, Alabama, at Hillcrest Cemetery, yes, people are leaving pennies for Harper Lee, author of To Kill a Mockingbird. And I don't know what the reason for that is, but fans are leaving the uh, lady, the Pulitzer Prize-winning novelist, these pennies along her grave. Of course, this is kind of like in Oxford, Mississippi, people leave empty bottles of whiskey at William Faulkner's grave sometimes, but they're putting these Coins right on the grave of Nell Harper Lee, born April 28, 1926, and died February 19th of 2016. A very simple grave there in Monroeville's Hillcrest Cemetery, but no simple lady, of course. Her book, To Kill a Mockingbird, considered one of the greatest Southern, Southern 
things that you've ever seen out there. And we're finding out that some reason, some people are saying part of the reason that they're leaving pennies and silver coins, it could be somehow connected to an older Jewish custom. I don't think Harper Lee was Jewish, but the most common items left on graves and stones are rocks in the Jewish faith. And this is primarily a Jewish custom. In the Old Testament, the sons of Jacob and Rachel placed stones over their mother's grave. Money left on graves is typically collected by groundskeepers and used for cemetery maintenance. So not stones, pennies. And like I said, you go to Oxford, you'll see an empty whiskey bottle right there on the stone of William Faulkner, who I don't think knew Harper Lee. Certainly not, since her book came out right right about the time he was dying there in 1962. But check it out if you're in Monroeville, the grave of Harper Lee. We've got more headlines from across the South that we're going to get to right after this break. So get your pennies, head to Monroeville, and we'll be right back with more. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, CrossFit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed. Just a few years ago, Mozambique's Nyasa National Reserve in southern Africa was a danger zone for elephants. Organized gangs of poachers took them down by the thousands for their ivory tusks. Conservationists and governments got together to eliminate poaching. Today, Nyasa hasn't lost a single elephant in more than a year. With your support, we can keep places like Nyasa safe. Find out more at 96elephants.org. Continuing our look at headlines from across the Southland here on the Tuesday, y'all. Good to have you back here. And we start our headlines back with a story from the Palmetto State. And this is a crazy story that I've got to share with you. As it was a 50-year-old law enforcement officer, Richard Edward Edmond. He was a officer in Williamston in South Carolina, which is near Anderson in the upstate of South Carolina. Served in law enforcement from 1994, and then he became the police chief of Williamson, South Carolina in 2009. Then he had a seizure and doctors ended up removing a tumor on part of Richard Edward Inman's brain. And that part of the brain removed oversees judgment and impulse control. So you have a guy again, 50 years old now, started in law enforcement in 94, then ended up being a police chief of Williamson, South Carolina, which is not a crossroads. It's a pretty decent sized town. Guess what? This police chief ended up being caught doing he got caught robbing a bank and robbing another person and now says his life has been cursed since that brain surgery yes his former co-workers say he came back without a filter and unstable to do his job he resigned over sharing a racist post online and then blatantly robbed a simpsonville south carolina bank in 2017 appearing barefaced in surveillance video he was sentenced to a time served for that robbery and now he's in jail on another bank robbery that he committed in March. He claims the brain tuber 
led to his fall from grace. I'm not sure there's something to that. I'm no brain surgeon. Don't know enough about the brain, but here's a guy who was police chief. And why would you go rob a bank, plain clothed, no disguise, unless something's not quite there? And that may be the case here. Hopefully he has not hurt anyone. Former officer Inman there in South Carolina in his illegal activity. Sad news as a former actor in the Walking Dead movie and a former Georgia firefighter has passed away after a battle of cancer uh, with cancer. Dango Nguyen passed away on Saturday, according to the Facebook post by the Athens, Georgia, Clark County Fire Department and Emergency Services. He was a firefighter with Athens nearly 20 years and was a sergeant before leaving to pursue a career in the entertainment industry. And he appeared in the TV series The Walking Dead. He also spent years as a firefighter there before dying again with cancer this week. The website dedicated to fans of The Walking Dead says Wynn served as an extra and a stuntman betraying the mean guard on The Walking Dead. Haven't seen that, but if you've seen this guy, again, probably familiar if you are a big fan of that show. Wynn trained to be a professional wrestler after graduating high school and then trained with Sabu as well as future WWE Hall of Famer Rob Van Dam. But unfortunately, this actor slash fireman passing away at a young age, you don't have his exact age, but the Walking Dead actor there, Dengo Nguyen, dead and after a battle with cancer, which I will tell you, sadly, I just found this out not long ago. A lot of our firefighters die of cancer, probably more than any profession, if I had to guess. And guess what? You know why that is? Our firefighters who don't get maybe enough attention who don't get quite the publicity that policemen get and certainly maybe not the case of our military that they get but firefighters not only they go in and brave the the dangers of saving someone in a burning house or a falling building or a wreck but they breathe in all those crazy chemicals that fires bring and guess what those horrible chemical chemicals that they inhale can often lead to cancer various strains of cancer I'm not saying that's the cause of this man's death, but it's something to think about. And for all of our men and women in red, we are thinking about you here on the All Show. In addition to our men and women in blue and our men and women in uniform, thank all of you for your service. But I don't think firefighters quite get enough attention, especially on the whole cancer thing. It, it's something that I recently was, was brought out, a guy who probably was in his late 40s, a firefighter died of melanoma, but they say he died because that cancer just spread tremendously faster because of the exposure to chemicals and stuff. Again, I'm no doctor. I'm just telling you, thank you, firefighters of the South. We appreciate it. A woman says she swallowed screws that were inside a banana from a local grocery store. What in the world is going on in Burnett, Texas? This woman says she spent the night in the hospital after swallowing these two screws which she says were secretly planted inside a banana she bought from a local grocery store. And Wendy Gerald says, how could something like this happen? Wouldn't you notice? Wouldn't you feel it? She's always takes her medication with food and swallowed the bananas in one gulp. And now she finds out that they've got screws. And her screws are not loose there in Burnett, Texas. So hopefully they passed just fine. An x-ray showed two screws. I guess not. If they showed up on an x-ray, approximately a centimeter in length lodged in her lower intestine. That is horrible. 
And who would do such a thing? Perhaps it was an accident, but it makes you think twice now when you go eat that banana in the morning, whether you might have something in that banana that you weren't quite counting on. Here's a little bit healthier food news to pass along on this Tuesday, y'all. Just like Chick-fil-A, they don't need anything else to get kitties addicted to them. I think every child born, when it comes out of the womb, it's already got a natural radar pointing to Chick-fil-A. And and these kids, and adults too, love Chick-fil-A. All right? But what's the one thing kids adore that Chick-fil-A really hasn't had in all these years? And I know I've got a youngster. I love Chick-fil-A myself. My youngster loves, super loves. And yeah, I bet you your youngsters super duper love Chick-fil-A. But they didn't have macaroni. How could that be? One of the simplest things in the world to fix. I guess McDonald's doesn't have macaroni either, and they're managing just fine. But Chick-fil-A has now introduced their first permanent side dish in three years, and it's going to be a huge hit as it introduced macaroni and cheese to its menu and it's available as a side for both lunch and supper. Oh, I was really hoping to get macaroni with my breakfast biscuit. According to the restaurant, the blend of cheeses will have five cheeses mixed in together. The dish was initially tested in five markets last year. Now it's a permanent addition to Chick-fil-A's across the southeast. Mac and cheese nationwide at your local Chick-fil-A, just like your kids needed another reason to go see the cow (laughs) speaking of cows and chickens how about this and more news from chick-fil-a by the way police are looking for a person who left an ankle monitor in the slidell louisiana chick-fil-a oh is that you who 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 went into that chick-fil-a and slidell and took off their ankle monitor and now slidell police say the person cut it off and dropped their ankle bracelet in the bathroom of the chick-fil-a they even put a picture of it out on twitter And sure enough, somebody decided to go free there in Slidell, Louisiana, which is not a bad place to go free, by the way. And since they got a Chick-fil-A, certainly a good place. But no, you don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. I don't know how they cut that ankle bracelet off. No telling who that person is. I don't have a name from Slidell. They didn't release that. But yes, choosing to go free at Chick-fil-A. I guess they thought they could blend in with all the kitties in the playground by doing that. But they'll be caught. Sure enough, just look for them probably out there in that drive through line at the local Chick-fil-A. Hey, here's some good news for us Southerner. Simone Biles has won her sixth U.S. gymnastics title, which makes history with a triple-double flip. This gymnast is amazing. And over the weekend at the U.S. Gymnastic Championship in Kansas City, Missouri, she indeed made history as the five-time Olympic medalist and 14-time world champion became the first woman to ever land a triple-double in competition during her floor routine Sunday evening. And again, she's one of us, did this in Kansas City, Missouri, and has one heck of a career going on as she gets ready to move on to the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo next year. That's hard to believe that's coming up that quick. But yeah, within a year, we'll have the Olympics taking place. And Simone, she's just so talented. Again, just making history the spring texas native who lives there was kind of raised there although born in ohio and man what a what a true talent at only 22 years old simone biles keep an eye on her as she gets ready to march on and and jump on to the tokyo olympics 
of next year. But yes, for our gymnast lovers out there, she's quite a history maker there on the map. Here's another guy who's a history maker on the court and on every commercial that appears on television and radio, it seems. Shaquille Shaq O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal provided over 2,000 shoes to students in need. And thank you, LSU alum, for that. He held a back-to-school drive in Las Vegas the other day where he provided over 2,000 shoes. I'm not sure if any of them were his shoe size, which supposedly are like the biggest shoes ever made and uh, these were part of a school supply drive for those in need the four-time nba champ said that his mother always told him that if you can help someone in need then do it and o'neill said the fact that we can get shoes backpacks and stuff to kids who need them and put a smile on their face that's what it's all about shaquille partnered with zappos and the big diesel to provide shoes for shack to school I don't know why he did this in Vegas. Shaq, you need to come back to the South. I think he was raised partially in Texas. Of course, went to school at LSU and then played professionally in Orlando before becoming too big. I th- he's in Atlanta a lot, of course, with all the NBA television work that he does there. But Shaq, a great, great guy. Of course, no reason he's no, – no, no matter what he's doing, he's beloved. This week marks – the death of Elvis Presley in Memphis and Elvis week 2019 is going on as we speak and preparations for Graceland in full swing as this marks the 42nd anniversary of the King and Rock and Roll's death. The celebration began last Friday. It wraps up on August 18th. Events include the auction at Graceland, the ultimate Elvis tribute artist contest finals. You've got concerts, live events, and much, much more going on. Panelists going on include Mark James, B.J. Thomas, Ronnie Millsap, all participating in a couple of events going around Graceland this week. Again, Thursday marks the passing of Elvis back in 1977. And this year, as I said earlier this week, it is the 42nd anniversary of his death. Elvis was 42 years old when he died back in 77. So this is he's been dead as many years as he was alive. Isn't that crazy? But again, got your annual candlelight vigil going on later in the week if you want to get to graceland in memphis might want to head there now we're running out of time and as we wrap up our headlines on this tuesday y'all show a couple of southern universities now that it's getting back to not only elementary kindergarten high school time it's getting back time to go to college if you're one of our grown-up southerners and are you worried if you alone or you're, if you're a student and you're wondering, hey, is my school one of the biggest party schools in the country? Is my school kind of lame when it comes to that? Well, we have a survey out that ranks the party schools for beer consumption and the top 20 for hard liquor in the country. And we know a couple of our southern schools are boozing it up. And I can tell you that the number one school was not in the South. It was Syracuse, the number one booze school in the country. But I guess because they're a national champion, at least not last year, maybe because they didn't win the national champions while they're boozing it up. But Alabama, the capstone, University of Alabama is number two party school in the country, according to this survey out. And West Virginia comes in at number four in the party school consumption list. And I don't know what's going on that we let Syracuse out party Alabama. But that was the case. You had a lot of heavy drinking going on in this 
binge, just people having a party school atmosphere. And this is in the Princeton Review, their top 20 list. You've got Alabama checking in at two, WVU at number four in the party schools, getting out thirstied <laughs> by Syracuse. Oh, Lord. But that's probably a good thing. Let's be honest. All right. And that is a quick look at what's going on in the South here today on this Tuesday, y'all. When we come back on y'all, we're going to switch over to the world of politics, and that'll make you want to get a drink for sure. We're going to start it out with a look at some Trump news. Also, Bill Barr's in the news. He was in uh, he was in New Orleans on Monday speaking at the FOP convention. And we also have some political news coming from the Palmetto State and Magnolia State that we'll get to all coming up on the Y'all Show. Hang on. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Babe, I'm tired of you Ain't your honey but the way you do Sugar babe It's all over now All I want my babe to do Make five dollars and give me two Sugar babe It's all over now Went downtown and bought me rope Put my babe till she buzzed low Sugar babe It's all over now it's the Y'all Show political spotlight here on the Tuesday Y'all Show with John Rawl. Good to have you back here. And we've got news coming from the Show Me State as Republican Governor Mike Parson has a little competition coming his way. On Monday, the auditor of the Show Me State, Nicole Galloway, launched her Democratic campaign for governor by highlighting her efforts to uncover government waste and criticizing a new Missouri state law that bans most abortions at the eighth week of pregnancy. Again, this is a race in 2020, but Governor Parson now, who, again, if you have been following Missouri's state politics here in the last year, it's been a soap opera. You had a, a governor, Republican governor, a Navy SEAL type guy who had to bow out of office because of some off-the-field drama, some bad things in his life. So Parson comes in and his deal of being governor was challenged in the state supreme court i think and that was upheld and he is the governor of mizzou and now the democrats have launched a campaign against him for next year nicole galloway again nicole she's the state auditor right now in missouri 
and she's going to be a Democratic contender. She's in her late 30s, grew up in the St. Louis area, a mother, got a, a husband there that's in the office. But, yes, things have been going downhill in some ways in Missouri since Eric Greitens. He won in 2016 on the Trump train, if you want to call it, but then he had to get out of office with all that drama that went on in his personal life. Going to be fun in Missouri on the statewide political office for governor in 2020. Speaking of President Trump, the president is going to be in Kentucky next week. He's going to come to Kentucky to campaign for Governor Matt Bevin as he's preparing for his gubernatorial election in November. The president will travel to Louisville, and there he'll be campaigning alongside Matt Bevin. The governor is thankful, according to the governor's office, thankful for President Trump's friendship and strong support. The Trump-Bevin economy has created over 55,000 jobs, leading to the lowest unemployment in Kentucky history. The governor looks forward to furthering that partnership as they continue to work together to move Kentucky forward. Now, Bevin, I just saw him the other night in Cincinnati as he crossed that Ohio River to go to the Trump rally in the Queen City just a few days back. And Trump actually pointed him out to the crowd and lauded his accomplishments. Even though this was in Ohio, Matt Bevin braved that Ohio to cross that Mason-Dixon line into Ohio to be at the president's side for that. And now the president returning the favor, trying to keep Kentucky red as they get ready for their governor's race in November. Governor Bevin welcoming in the president to Louisville next week on August 21st. He'll campaign in Louisville with President Trump. Now, some audio clips we want to share with you. First off, Bill Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, was in New Orleans on Monday speaking at the New Orleans Fraternal Order of Police Convention. And we've got some audio of him talking specifically about some of the recent events we've seen with the mass shootings and such. What did the Attorney General of the country have to say? Of course, Barr doesn't get in front of a microphone all that often. So it was kind of big news when he spoke. And, of course, he's in the news over the last weekend for the whole Epstein saga and weighing in on that as well as how in the world could this guy have been guilty or found dead in the jail cell, supposedly, of suicide? How is that possible in a federal prison? Well, Barr spoke Monday. Let's go in here and hear from the Attorney General of the United States now on y'all. We live in an age now when the institutions that we have relied on to inculcate values and self-restraint have been under constant assault for 50 years. And as a result, we see about us an increased social pathology. Boys growing up without fathers, alienated and angry young men, gangs engaged in the most brutal violence, mass shootings, increased mental illness and suicide among young people, a drug epidemic inflicting casualties beyond what we would sustain in a major war, growing domestic violence, an increase in sexual assaults and child exploitation. You name it. And who is expected to deal with this? As other institutions fail and abdicate, who is expected to stand their ground? Who is expected to pick up the peoples, the pieces? You are the police, the thin blue line. And that is why I say that the job you are being asked to do has never been more challenging and that the risks you are called on to take have never been greater. 
Despite the fact that a majority of people do support the police, unfortunately over the past few years there have been increasing vocal minority that regularly attacks the police and advances a narrative that it is the police who are the bad guys, not the criminals. And whenever there's a confrontation involving the use of force by police, they automatically start screaming for the officer's scalps, regardless of the facts. Now, I'm not suggesting that there are never abuses. As with all human institutions, there are sometimes bad apples, and we can deal with that. But these are very much the exceptions, not the rule. William Barr, Attorney General of the United States, speaking at the FOP convention in New Orleans on Monday, covering a host of topics with that just a little slice of what the Attorney General said to the crowd in New Orleans. Well, last Thursday, Tim Scott, as most senators are doing, they're back in their home states right now as Congress is on a little bit of a break. Even President Trump is away from the White House this week. Tim Scott back in his native Charleston County, South Carolina, and he teamed up with the Post and Courier newspaper to have a little political campaign. They call it Bruise and Politics or something like that. It's got a catchy name. You can find it on YouTube, postandcourier.com. And Scott uh, sat there. With a pint, I think. I don't think he actually drank it all now that I think about it. Of course he wouldn't. He's a former Chick-fil-A employee. <laughs> they don't drink, I don't think. Anyway, Scott had a couple of the political pundits with the Post and Courier sitting alongside him. And he spoke for the most part, but he also took a couple of questions from the audience. Well, at this kind of restaurant bar type thing in Charleston, Tim Scott, who's a very reserved guy, I would even say boring guy, he mentioned first off that he was a unicorn he was a living breathing unicorn why because he's the only black republican in the senate and he just might be the only black republican period now that the congressman heard from texas is not running and if there's not a new black congressman elected or a black senator that runs successfully in 2020 we're not going to have any other minority or at least black in the whole congress that's on the republican side except for Tim Scott of South Carolina. So he, he acknowledged that. But he got kind of ridiculed by one of the loud, boisterous audience members there in Charleston. And as I said, Scott isn't exactly going to win the award for most exciting fella. He let this lady kind of hold it. And I enjoyed listening to this. I want you to hear some of Tim Scott, the South Carolina senator, the junior senator from the Palmetto State, kind of let it all out and to kind of defend not only himself but republicans and the trump presidency here's tim scott now on the y'all show some of his texts have been problematic and i'm one of the first to call it out his policy positions have been stellar uh, and so when you look at the african-american community one of the things you find very quickly uh, i'll let you laugh so that this is, i'm happy for you yeah Yes. Well, listen, I'll, I'll be happy to tell you how stellar this. This would be great. Yeah. 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 So, so here's the fascinating thing. Not, not everyone cares about facts, I'm sure. So for those who do, we, we, we all have heard, whether you watch Fox News or CNN, the, the African-American unemployment rate is the lowest recorded in the history of the country. One of the reasons why that is... So, um, thank you. So, so one of the reasons, uh, 
Actually, under Obama, the African-American unemployment rate was almost 9% on average, compared to 6% now. So I'm happy to have that comparison. The second thing I would tell you, I'm happy to let you talk if you want to go on. So the second thing I would say, thank you very much. The second thing I would say is that when you, when you focus on actual wage growth in the country, the bottom 20%, which is disproportionately minority, is having the fastest wage growth. So the average wage growth in our country has been over 3% for, for quarter over quarter for the last 18 or probably 16 months or so, which is incredibly unusual for our country. But for the bottom 20%, we've had periods of over 5% wage growth. The 6 million jobs that we've created since the passage of the tax reform, 6 million jobs, 50% of those jobs are today occupied by African Americans and Hispanics. Oh, he's letting them have it. Tim Scott of South Carolina, the U.S. Senator from the Palmetto State at an event last week in charleston well jim hood won mississippi's democratic primary last week he's running for governor hood is currently mississippi's attorney general and he's got a real shot to become mississippi's first democrat in the governor's office since ronnie Mo- musgrove held that office back in 2001 two, three, and four haley barber got elected and it's been all republicans since that time Phil Bryant, the current governor of Mississippi. But Hood, who, again, is the attorney general of Mississippi, he's a he's a Mississippian. You can hear it in his voice. He gave a pretty exciting victory speech. He doesn't have to worry about campaigning until November now. The Republicans right now have a runoff between Waller and Tate Reeves, the current lieutenant governor. So that isn't even decided on the Republican side of Mississippi. But let's hear the Democratic candidate for governor of Mississippi, Jim Hood, speaking at his victory speech. Now, this challenge on honest government is going to be a challenge. And I think I'm the only one in the race that's going to hold that legislature to bear, put the pressure on so that we stop them from taking campaign contributions during the legislative session. We ban corporate contributions. We ban corporate contributions because of all the control that they've had over the legislature. We open the records up at the legislature so we know who's whining and dining them, who is uh, sending them emails, and we make it them subject to the Open Records Act like everybody else in government. And we need to ban them from taking uh, gifts from the public. I think if we do those things, it won't fix everything. But, you know, we got to stay on top of that issue because that's probably nothing else can get accomplished without getting reigning in the legislature. Because what they have done over the past eight years, they have, they have given our tax money away. They, they've, given, they, they have, they've given either in tax breaks or contracts to their buddies, and we've got to break that cycle because if we can stop the bleeding just from that, then we can fund the things that we normally do. We've always had money to build our roads and keep our schools open. We hadn't had these problems until they got in there and began to give them away uh, to, to do it for tax cuts. So what I've done as Attorney General is I've focused on illegal corruption for my entire career as DA, too, of 29 years. What I want to do is see us focus on the legal corruption where we can stop the, the bleeding. And we wrap up our Southern political spotlight there with a little audio from Jim Hood, the current attorney general of Mississippi, who is running for governor of Mississippi. He's a Democrat, and he's got a pretty good chance of winning, depending on what happens on the Republican side. They still have a primary in a few days to settle that, but it'll be one of those guys, either Waller or Reeves, up against Jim Hood in November 
as Mississippi picks a new chief executive of the Magnolia State. And that wraps our Southern Political Report here on the Tuesday, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to that. When we come back after the break, we're going to have our second hour. We've got a little look at all kinds of football news. We even have a little spotlight of the Baylor Bears of the Big 12. We're going to hear from the Bears head coach, Matt Rule. Is that Baylor line going to stand strong in 2019? We'll let you know. Plus, our barrister of Bodacious Barbecue is going to weigh in on the Big 12. And, of course, he's going to weigh in on a little barbecue talk, too. All that ahead on Y'all Talk With Us, Southern Accent. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, crossfit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed. Just a few years ago, Mozambique's Nyasa National Reserve in southern Africa was a danger zone for elephants. Organized gangs of poachers took them down by the thousands for their ivory tusks. Conservationists and governments got together to eliminate poaching. Today, Nyasa hasn't lost a single elephant in more than a year. With your support, we can keep places like Nyasa safe. Find out more at 96elephants.org. Back for another exciting hour of the show that's all about this region we call Dixie. This is the Y'all Show. Good to have you back. Our website, y'all.com on Facebook. Check us out, y'all.com on Facebook, where we put each and every day a link to the Y'all Show. We make it so easy for you to keep up with your southernness. Well, right now on Y'all, we start our second hour. we got the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue standing by. In the next segment, we're going to talk a little Big 12 football and a little barbecue with Matt Hermans when he comes by. But right now, it's our Sports Lanyap feature here on this Tuesday Y'all Show. And congratulations. Can I get a little Hell State in honor of Mississippi State alum Will Clark as the San Francisco Giants announced on Sunday during a pregame ceremony honoring the 1989 National League Championship team that they're going to retire his jersey number 22 next year. Will Clark, a Louisiana native who, again, played baseball collegiately at Mississippi State and Ron Polk, the head coach back then. Clark is a special assistant for the Giants 
and he was joined on the field for the announcement by several other San Francisco Giants from the team that lost to the Oakland A's in that 1989 World Series. And what a great honor for Will Clark, who, I'll be honest, I have met and I have enjoyed his company. In fact, I had a little blackjack game, I think it was. I didn't play. I was just there many years ago. It was myself, Andy Griggs, Blake Shelton, and a couple other people. And Will Clark was there, too. And everybody was kind of in awe because most of them were musicians. But Clark was a baseball player who happened to be at this event. And he was kind of having a few drinks in him. And I think it was Andy Griggs, the singer, who was from Louisiana, just like Will Clark. He said, hey, Will, what was your favorite ballpark as a major league slugger? And boy, Will Clark could hit him out of the park. Not sure if he did them legally or not, looking back. I'm not sure if he got caught up in the steroid mess or not. Probably so. You know what his answer was? It wasn't the launching pad in Atlanta. It wasn't his home stadium of Candlestick Park out in San Francisco. Will Clark's favorite baseball stadium to hit in, at least, was Riverfront Stadium, home of the Cincinnati Reds. I don't know how many home runs he had there, but boy, he said he loved that ballpark. So congratulations to Will Clark and Mississippi State baseball fans for having one of your own being honored by his franchise being the number 22 jersey retired next year. Hey, quick look at Major League Baseball standings right now. Speaking of those giants out in San Fran, they're kind of about 20 games behind the leader of the West Division of the National League. Those Dodgers, their rival, have a 79-41 and record. The Dodgers are doing really good in baseball this year and have a commanding lead over not only the Giants, but also the D-backs are about 19 games back in the NL West. In the NL Central, boy, it's a fun race here this year between the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Brewers. That seems to be the case every year here late. But, of course, the Brewers are two and a half games. The Cards are only two games back of the Cubbies. The Reds are only seven games back in the NL Central. When you look at the National League East, the Braves enjoyed an off day Monday. They have about a six and a half game lead over the Nats. And lo and behold, the New York Mets have kind of come up and have usurped the Philadelphia Phillies right now in the standings. The Mets are eight games back. The Phillies, nine games back in the National League East. In the AL West, the Astros have a 10-game lead over the Oakland A's. In the AL Central, the Tribe and the Twins are tied, and they are 18 games both ahead of the Chicago White Sox in the AL Central. Great job by the Indians. They were really down like 10 games earlier this summer to the twenty twin Twinsters, whatever you want to call them, Twinkies, and the Tribes come back in a big way to be atop that division alongside the twins at this point and then you get to the al east and boy the new york yankees have done a great job as they have an eight and a half game lead over the tampa bay rays in that division of baseball right now the boston red sox are 16 games back of the bronx bombers that's a quick look at the standings of major league baseball right now as far as golf we are in playoff mode in the pga tour this weekend the golfers head to madonna illinois at madonna country club it's the bmw championship this is the second leg of golf's fedex playoffs and keegan bradley your defending champ of the madonna country club bmw championship now what's crazy this year they've shrunk the schedule and this is the second of only three legs of the playoff. So you've got 30-something guys, I think, qualified for this weekend's tournament at Medina. And then after this weekend, it gets trimmed to, I don't know the number, but somewhere around 20, I think. 
And then it's next weekend, of all, of all things, keep this on your calendar, next weekend in a tournament that's oftentimes in September, it's getting moved up this year to August 22nd to 25th, the Tour Championship at East Lake in Atlanta. And remember, that was the tournament last year that Tiger Woods won that thing in a big win for him. He didn't win the FedEx playoffs, but he had a big day winning that one. And then he went on to win the Masters here this year. But I don't know if Tiger's even in this thing anymore as he had to withdraw this past weekend up there in Jersey City. But we're kind of at the end of the PGA Tour schedule right now. When it comes to the points, that's the way these playoffs work. You get points in the playoff and in the FedEx Cup points. Brooks Kepka still has a lead. He's almost at 3,000 points. He's ahead of Patrick Reed. Reed won last weekend in Jersey City at that tournament there. Patrick Reed, his first win since he won the Masters back in 2018. He's solidly in second place, followed by Roy McIlroy, Matt Kuchar, and John Rahm round up the top five of the FedEx Tour, the playoffs going on in the points. And remember, if you win the FedEx Tour playoff deal, you get like a $10 million payday just for winning this playoff deal. Not just the tournament in Atlanta, but if you end up having the point leader, you win a $10 million bonus for winning the FedEx playoff deal. So a lot of money, at least, on the line may not may not necessarily be the most prestigious thing in the world. You, you want to win that green jacket. You want to win that claret jug. But, boy, it would be nice to win $10 million too, and they're all competing for that right now, except for the folks who have already been disqualified, like Jason Day. The beloved Australian golfer, he already missed the cut. He's done. In fact, he fired his caddy just the other day. So changes already being made. After this tournament next week in Eastlake, golf kind of slows it down for about a month. And then starting in October, you've got the whole new year of golf's PGA Tour starting up in October. So if there's ever a break in golf, it's about to happen. But not for long because, hey, golf's year-round, baby. All right, let's look at a little, little college football news for you here as we wrap up our headlines on the college and sports front here today as the opener of college football is less than two weeks away remember miami florida in orlando next saturday with less than two weeks away miami has named its starting quarterback jaron williams is going to be suiting up in the starting role for the canes and this comes as a bit of surprise as he bid out former starter Nikosi Perry and transfer quarterback Tate Martell, who transferred in from Ohio State for the job for Manny Diaz. Coach Diaz put a statement out saying all three guys showed tremendous improvement and development, which is a credit to their hard work and the work of Dan Enos and his offensive staff. But again, the U has announced that Jaron Williams will be its starting quarterback when they suit up against those Gators in Orlando next Saturday night. Cannot wait. Well, right now, let's hear a little bit of Baylor football talk, if you don't mind. Baylor last year ended up being 7-6. and six. They won their bowl game in Houston against the Vanderbilt Commodores. The Bears have their opener August 31st at Waco against the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks, that game at McLean Stadium. Baylor, under Coach Rule, expecting to do great things here and improve in 2019. The head coach spoke the other day after a practice in Waco. Let's hear from the head coach of those Baylor Bears. I'm really pleased with, with both of them. Mm-hmm. And I think from Gary's where he started from till now, I mean, his pocket presence, his ability to you know sort of handle what he sees in front of him has just really made a big jump. Um, you know, the hard thing for you know Zeno is he's back there behind the third offensive line, which in the first week, a lot of those times, those were young guys, and they're just trying to 
learn, you know, what the play is, let alone who they block and how to do it. So, um, but, you know, he was here this spring. We've had a chance to see him a lot. So I think as we get through the scrimmages, we'll have a much better feel for um, how close those guys are to being ready to go in the game. How's a guy like Khalil Keith developing right now? Yeah, you know, Khalil, um, Khalil's all, all issue's always just been Khalil. You know, his, his uh, work ethic and desire to learn, and um, it's significantly improved. Uh, I thought he had a good summer, and I think he's got a real urgency to himself right now. So, um, you know, he just has to get a lot of reps. You know, he got him playing on the offensive line, settled in there. You know, he tried to hit nose a little bit, just trying to find something that would click for him. And, um, but most importantly, I like the way he's working. So I think he's a guy that can help us this season um, if he can just stay you know, focused. Everyone's really focused the first four or five days. It's just day 16, day 17, then the students come back, you know, how focused are you then? And that's not just for Khalil, that's for everybody. But uh, he, he knows that's his challenge. I tell him all the time, you know, if, if you'll put your heart and soul into this, you can be great at it. I can't give guys that though, right? I mean, this is my passion. It can't, doesn't have to be theirs. But if he will put that into it, Khalil can really help this football team. Baylor Bear head football coach Matt Rule speaking this week as his team is underway practicing for the 2019 opener against Stephen F. Austin. Now, the Bears, at least from a Big 12 championship standpoint, they can make a run but only because the the biggies, I call them, of the Big 12 don't show up on the Bears schedule until well into November. They've got a game at TCU November 9th. They play Oklahoma at home in Waco on November 16th, and they even have the Texas Longhorns at McLean Stadium that game November 23rd. So the, the biggies, I call it, of the Big 12 don't show up on their schedule till well into the season. So watch out for Baylor to be a little bit of a surprise team in 2019, if you ask me. But hey, my opinion means nothing compared to the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, who keeps his eye on all things Big 12 and barbecue, too. And he's up next. We're going to find out what he thinks of the Big 12 of 2019 and also what he thinks of pork barbecue options at the butcher shop. The barrister, Matt Hermans is up next. You don't want to miss out on the fun. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.
It's the Y'all Show Tuesday, and it's got uh, time now. We carve out time for the Barrister Bodacious Barbecue. We're going to talk barbecue with Mr. Matt Hermans in just a second. But, Mr. Hermans, we're now less than two weeks away from the start of college football season. How does that make you feel? Man, it's hard to believe that it's almost here, but uh, like I say, Christmas is the second most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> well, you've had a pretty good couple of weeks here because we talked to you around 4th of July. It was grilling time. We're about to come upon the Labor Day weekend, another grilling spectacular. Oh, and by the way, college football starts. So I, I would say things are pretty good for you, sir. Well, I can't disagree. And uh, I think things are about to get pretty good for everybody across the Southland. Even if, you know, even if you don't come from a powerhouse program, it's kind of like Hope Springs Eternal every fall, right? It does. In fact, Matthew, you missed in the previous segment, we had a little feature on the Sports Lanyap section of today's show. And we kind of love to get your input on all things grilling. We also like to talk a little sports with you from time to time. And, Hey, specifically, if we were able to, you know, grab it and get it out of you, we want to get you to talk a little Big 12 sports from time to time. That's hopefully not too painful for you. Not at all. Not a bit. In fact, no pain at all. All right. Well, we just heard in the previous segment a little bit of Coach Rule over at Baylor, his thoughts about his team entering the season. Baylor last year able to go to a bowl and beat Vanderbilt, end up with a 7-6 and six season. Remember all the controversy with the Baylor football team off the field and all the rough times they lost to, was it Liberty beat them a year and a half ago? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> As an FCS program, they came in and beat them in, in Waco, and, and now Baylor poised for a better season. What's your thoughts on the Sikkim Bears? Uh, my thoughts are that, um, you know, Art Bryles seems like ancient history now, I think, at Baylor. Uh, he It wasn't too many years ago that he was on the sidelines, and Baylor was – Bouncing around the top 10, I think they hit number one a couple times and were, you know, kind of seemed like uh, in and out of the national championship conversation there for about a four or five year span. But that is ancient history. Um, Matt Rule has done a pretty good job. And, uh, you know, I, I would say that at the end of the day, uh, you know, what, what Art Bryles did at Baylor is probably, this is not a, a slight to any Bears fans, but it's probably an aberration as opposed to something that's uh, going to be expected down the road. I think, uh, you know, win five, six, seven games, maybe eight occasionally. And uh, I think Matt Rule's on his way to doing that. He's actually put together a competitive program after the, I don't even know what the word is, destruction uh, that, that happened at that program just a few years ago. So, um, nice stadium right on the Brazos River there, the muddy Brazos. But uh, it's uh, – I don't know. Things are looking up for Baylor. I don't think they're going to look up as far as, as – they're never going to look up again as far as Bryler's, by Dart Bryles had them. But at the end of the day, that's – you know, hey, not many teams can say that that, uh, that they've had that amount of success in the last uh, – you know, for a four or five-year span. So I think Rule's doing a good job. I think uh, Waco is going to be happy. I think they make a bowl game this year. I don't know, Barrister, if you know this, but uh, you can cross the Brazos at Waco. You can, absolutely. There is a uh, there's a, a very old uh, footbridge that actually goes across the Brazos River there, kind of close to downtown Waco. And, you know, we've seen pictures of the 
uh, you know, the, the Vol Navy going to the SEC East here from Waco. But uh, Wake, uh, Baylor has a has a uh, Riverside Stadium too, where there are are boats that can kind of tailgate out there. Brazos not quite the not quite the same, but it's still a river. It's still pretty cool. I'll give them that. Oh, I was channeling some classic country music. I guess you didn't pick up on my humor there. There was an old song back in 1965 from Rawls, Texas native Billy Walker called Cross the Brazos at Waco. Wow. You got me on that one. I do know where Rawls is, though. (laughs) It's near another Big 12 town. That's right. Right outside of Lubbock. Yep. 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 When you get off the air with me today, you'll have to Google Billy Walker across the Brazos at Waco. Of course, if you're not familiar with that Brazos River, it actually goes from right there around Waco. It winds its way toward College Station. And then I guess it turns southward and heads toward Houston, but it ends up being on, I guess, the south side of Houston. Yeah, it kind of goes down through Colorado County and uh, ends up uh, at Brazosport, uh, which is kind of the mouth of Brazos River down around, uh, in Brazoria, Brazoria County, Brazos River. You kind of see a theme there, but, uh, okay. that's the oldest, that's kind of where Texas began is down there around the Brazos mouth in Brazoria County. That's where the state started. Ah, Texas begins at the Brazos. Yes. Kind of sounds like a whole nother song. Texas begins at the Brazos. <laughs> Yeah, I thought maybe um, I thought maybe that was a song, and you got me twice in a row. There. No, no, I don't think we can chalk that one up. All right, so you're expecting the Baylor Bears to get back in a bowl this year, and what yeah, is think, you know yeah, while, I think while, six wins? Yeah. Well, six wins. That's all. I mean, there there there's going to be some tough competitors there in the conference. I, I would say that's probably pretty realistic. Anything beyond that may be gravy for the Bears, but I think they'll be bowling. Now, they face off against a team from the eastern portion of the Lone Star State to get things going. They've got the Lumberjacks of Sam Houston State as their first opponent. Who's going to win that one? Well, I think you meant uh, Stephen F. Austin. Oh, but, did I say? Uh, I'm sorry. I've got yeah, the wrong. But East. that's their rival. No, <laughs> Sam Houston is the, the, the rival of the Lumberjacks. So if there's a Lumberjack listening, he just threw something at his dashboard. But, oh, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, – that should be a game. That the and, and forgive game. me, Lumberjack fans. I can never get the correct pronunciation of his, of the two towns. It's Nacogdoches, Texas. Is yes, that, right? that is correct. And Nacogdoches or something like that, Louisiana. <laughs> I think it's Nacogdoches and Nacogdoches, but uh, yeah, I mean, neither one of them is spelled exactly like you say it, right? I mean, that's right. Nat- Nacogdoches has, has a lot of letters in there that don't come into play whatsoever. While you're assaulting me today for confusing the two East Texas schools, <laughs> the Battle of Piney Woods, I know that one. That's right. That's right. That's when, uh, that's when the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks of Nacogdoches uh, face off <laughs> against the Sam Houston State Bearcats of Huntsville. Huntsville. Not that's Alabama, right. Texas, home of the state penitentiary. That's, that's right <laughs> where they cook them up good in huntsville that's right. and they do that that's often right. often you know with the state yeah. like, is that the only death death row in all of texas is in huntsville well the funny thing is is the deed still happens in huntsville but death row is in livingston which oh. is uh up the road into the east so you go from livingston on death row down to uh meet your maker there in huntsville but, uh, <laughs> yeah that's where uh, you know ho- hopefully you meet your maker right i don't yeah, know well, I don't know who you're meeting i don't know that uh and oddly enough we're talking to the bar- barbecue barrister here so we're not insinuating that barbecue no, and no, the death no, no. 
death chair has anything in color. No, all right. Not at all. We, we're going to get more football talk from you as we go forward, Mr. Barrister. But your early prediction of who – I don't want to say he's going to win the Big 12 this year, but who do you think will have a chance to win the Big 12? Um. Yeah, I think um, – be difficult for me to say i'm gonna get my uh get my mouth warmed up here i think texas is going to be very good uh i think you know it's kind of goes it's kind of an no-brainer you say texas or oklahoma most years not not every year but and, and that uh, would have been think, the easy thing for me to tell uh, have you said yeah okay, okay texas oklahoma given gotcha who else yeah yeah, that's for sure. I think Oklahoma State, uh, I think Mike Gundy's going to have a pretty good team uh, this year. There are a lot of people who are uh, thinking that TCU may be kind of a dark horse to uh, to win the league as well. And, you know, I don't know, maybe a lot of those people are in Fort Worth, but I have heard that. that they should bring back – they had so many injuries last year. It was just incredible uh, the amount of – uh, both offensive and defensive injuries that the Horn Frogs kind of suffered through and certainly paid the price for. But uh, they should have a pretty stout defense coming back. You know, Patterson loves to play defense there. The only thing they're going to have to do is figure out a quarterback. They've got about seven of them on campus. They just need one to actually <laughs> take some snaps. But I think TCU should be decent and will be interesting to watch. Oklahoma State should actually be pretty strong with a good offense. And then I think Texas may be the best team in the league. We'll see. And, of course, a couple of new faces coaching in the Big 12 this year at West Virginia, at Kansas, a familiar face yes. leading the Jayhawks. And then you got Texas Tech with a new head coach. That's right. All over the place. The, uh, you know, the Texas Tech head coach is replacing Cliff Kingsbury, of course. He comes from Utah State. Um, so uh, not, not, a, not a household name per se. I think probably there are still some people in Lubbock who couldn't tell you the name of the head coach. But the guy at Kansas, people know who that is, I would say. Um, you'd be hard-pressed for somebody not to know who Les Miles is. He's got, he's got the bling from the Bayou Bengals there about 15 years ago. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think he will. Uh, Kansas is one of those places that uh, where football season is just kind of a uh, a period to wait until basketball season but uh you know uh if anybody can improve that that club and i think he actually can i mean i think i think miles still got a little bit of gas in the tank i think he's going to play a different kind of football than the rest of the league and i think uh i think kansas maybe bowl maybe not this year they're they're they've got a ways to go maybe next year or the year after they might be in a bowl game uh maybe maybe uh uh, you know, echoes of the Mark Mangino years there in Kansas, which were pretty good. For the Those Giants. were darn good, like Orange Bowl yeah. years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Maybe not that good, but, you know, hey. Orange Bowl. Did they win the Orange Bowl? Yeah, they they did. They went to, a, well, let me see. They went to the BCS Bowl behind the arm of a Austin Westlake quarterback. I can't think of his name right now on the spot, but uh I think they lost the Orange Bowl, but that was a BCS back in the that okay. was a BCS bowl back in the day of the you know BCS was uh, was kind of the playoff of the day. So pretty big deal for Kansas. I mean, pretty big deal for anybody, but for the Jayhawks, it's hard to even believe that that ever happened. Yeah, and as much yeah. success as K State's had through the years, I don't remember K State having maybe that big of an opportunity. Oh, by the way, the Wildcats with a new coach this year too, as Mister Snyder has gone off to the rocking chair again. Yeah, but how long is he going to stay there this time? <laughs> he can't keep away. I know he's getting up there. I'm sure he wants to spend uh, time with his grandkids. Really, really good guy, solid man. I don't think there's anybody who has anything bad to say about Coach Schneider. But 
I don't know. You know, he's still, uh, you know, as long as he's around, you never know if he may come take the reins again. He's done it twice. Yeah. Well, Big 12 football again. It's going to be another fun year. Remember last year with Texas and Oklahoma, that rematch for the conference championship game, a lot of attention brought on that game. And because Oklahoma won it, they were able to advance to the college football playoff. Unfortunately for them, they ran into a buzzsaw called Alabama. But, hey, the Crimson Tide's quarterback, at least on the roster last year, has now transferred to Norman, and he's going to be skippering, it looks like, the Sooners here in 2019. You think Jalen Hurts can be the third consecutive OU quarterback to go to the Heisman Trophy winning circle? No. No? Okay. Short short answer. (laughs) Short answer. I like like Jalen, but – Boy, I think Jalen just likes uh, – he likes maroon, doesn't he? You know, I mean, that's kind of like – or uh, I guess crimson we're talking about. Yeah. And then, uh, but he likes that shade, you know. It's it's kind of his shade. But, no, I don't – I think he's I think he's going to do fine at OU. I think, uh, you know, he's a guy who's, who's very athletic. I think he – you know, there's an argument to be made that he – uh, that he won the biggest game of the year for Alabama last year. If you wanted, if you wanted to make that argument, I'm not saying I am, but um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think the best quarterback in the league is going to be Sam Ellinger at Houston. Uh, they're actually similar Houston. players. Ah, oh, so uh, you had did a, I say you, Houston? Yeah, you did. You did. Oh, I meant I meant Texas. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I didn't offend any Longhorns out there, but I won't lose hey, any sleep over it if I did. We're even now. Um, I, I confuse the Lumberjacks <laughs> yeah. and you confuse the Longhorns. Yeah, they're, they're kind of one and the same, aren't they? Um, yeah, I mean, they're kind of the same level program, I would say. Um, <laughs> so no, I think, uh, I think if there's put it this way, I'm a, I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts. I think he's a, a good quarterback. I just happen to be, uh, I happen to think if there's one, uh, quarterback out of the Big 12 that's at the Heisman ceremony, it'll be the guy from Texas. I just really like, I like the way Ellinger plays. They're similar players. Both big, strong guys can hit you if they want to, uh, taking the football under the arm. Uh, but, uh, I think Ellinger's got a little bit better, um, downfield uh threat than, than hurts does in that type of offense so yeah but uh hey good quarterback should be great matchups i mean we're gonna see them both match up this year as we yeah. do every year and yeah they should be good maybe you were thinking ahead or maybe backwards with ellinger where is his hometown he might be from houston where is he from oh boy ellinger yeah it's, oh he might be from stratford high school in houston i would not put uh i would not put any money on that if you're betting uh based on me but that was that i think that sounds right. I could be wrong. I'll, I'll leave it out there. Maybe that. See, that's maybe you weren't wrong. Yeah, he's from Houston, but not necessarily collegiately. Either uh, way, yes. we're glad. Hey, we're we got you on to talk a little football and barbecue. And before we go to break and come back and talk about more pork products with you, out of all of the Big Twelve personnel, whether it be coaches, whether it's players, heck, it might be drum majors from the Big Twelve. Who of all personalities within the Big 12 would you most like to sit down and have a little pork barbecue with? <laughs> it's weird. I know he's new to the league, but Les Miles is a pretty intriguing guy. Okay. I don't know what it is. The hat, I don't. I'll tell you what. I don't know. He seems like a bit of a, bit of a character. I would like to. Uh, maybe it's just a commercial. Uh, maybe it's commercials that he's in usually, but he just seems like somebody who could uh, who could regale you with some tales that may leave you scratching your head. I don't know. Weird guy. Would love to talk to him. Well, Les Miles would love to take you up on the date. Unfortunately, Raider Red <laughs> is ticked at you right now. Raider Red was hoping for that dinner invite, and he's going to come get you. He's going to come shoot I've, you. 
I've spent, you know, I've spent a lot of time with Red or Red. He, he he knows where he stands. He knows we're tight like that. Uh, so he's going to throw a couple okay. of those tacos your way. We're talking to yeah. Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Hey, our football talk has come to an end. When we come back, we got to talk to him about more pork products as we continue our discussion about going to the butcher shop. And golly, there's all kinds of choices out there. And we'll kind of get his take on what exactly is available at your local butcher when we come back on y'all. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio You know we just catch a little groove before the show We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party A tailgate buzz just a sippin' on suds Ain't ever too early To light one up, fill up your cup Cause I ain't no party Golly, it is the Y'all Show. It's our final segment here on this second day of the work week edition of the All Southern Program. John Raw with the great Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Bob Q. And if you've tuned in over the last couple of weeks, we recently went to a butcher shop and were really kind of confused by all the variety of options you'll find at a butcher shop, whether it's one right around the corner. If you want to go to a real fancy one in a real big fancy town, there's some things that they offer that might just be a little confusing for you when you step in there. Two weeks ago, we went through all of the beef products available at your local butcher. Then last week, we thought we could get through all of the pork options available at your local butcher but matt hermans we didn't have enough time we ran out talking about all of the pork options the country sausage the pork roast the end cut chops the country style ribs and we didn't get to maybe my favorite pork product out there i love barbecue but i like me some i like me some bacon too oh yeah oh yeah okay yeah so the bacon uh 
The cool thing about well, everybody knows the cool thing about bacon. It's wonderful, right? It's well, delicious. we can go to our Walmart and buy the El Cheapo bacon and probably get by. But why do we yeah. need to get a slab of bacon from a premium butcher shop? What's the difference? Yeah, that's a great question. So the difference is um, thickness. Uh, the difference is smoke level. The difference is uh, maybe having a... Uh, a flavor that's introduced into it. So anytime we go to the store, it doesn't matter what that store is, supermarket, there is certainly no shortage of bacon. Americans love bacon. Southerners definitely love bacon. And a lot of times it is the thin, um, very thin, kind of the bacon we all kind of grew up with. Very thin. You cook it in the pan, you cook it in the microwave, do the oven. Thin and crispy, you know, nice, nice little flavor, uh, texture, and it goes along with eggs and biscuits and things like that. Crunchy, that's fine and dandy. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, however, premium bacon, and, and sometimes you can get thick-cut bacon uh, at a grocery store, but if you go to a butcher shop, you can get the bacon cut as thick as you like. You can get it cut as long as you want. You don't have to have the long strips. You can have the short strips if you want to cut that way. A lot of times, there'll be different flavors added to it maple bacon for instance there'll be hickory smoked bacon pecan smoked bacon especially if the butcher shop does it themselves uh this will have this i mean these are different flavor elements are added and it's not artificial a lot of times the the flavors you'll get in a quote-unquote hickory smoked bacon at a grocery store is fake i mean it's a fake flavor they don't have giant slabs of pork belly smoking out there at the factory so um plus i i happen to be and in you know this is one of these personal things i happen to love thick cut slab bacon i even like it thicker than the thick cut bacon you can get at a grocery store so if i had the chance to go to a book butcher shop i would have the bacon cut extra thick i mean real thick i like it nice and meaty as far as uh <laughs> as far as bacon goes i know we could uh you cut that one out and probably use that but uh no i uh i just think a thicker cut of bacon is great i think real smoke is great and i think be having the option of either cutting it uh relatively thick or ridiculously thick which is kind of the way i like it is great i think it's a great thing to have and also you don't want any artificial flavors or anything like that in your bacon if you don't uh, if that's something you know you you don't want to have, then you can go to a butcher shop and it's a little bit more uh, local. And uh, but the thickness to me, the thickness uh, is is the key. Thick bacon is just wonderful. Well, I keep hearing you talk about the smoke flavoring on bacon, but you're not talking about buying it that way, right? It comes just plain old uncooked bacon at the butcher shop, right? Well, well, no, typically. So that that is a perfect little segue, uh, John. Um, to the difference between a pork belly and bacon, so okay. uh, which is a very big difference. Uh, pork belly, so it's the same thing, put it that way. Pork belly and bacon are the same piece of the cow. It literally is the belly. Uh, pardon me, I said cow. I meant sow. <laughs> I meant sow. You got me now with this. Sow uh, and cow. The, yeah, sow and cow. No, it is the belly part of the pig, and when you know, there at least the last few years, pork belly has become very popular. It's kind of I hate to even use the word, but it's like trendy uh, in cer certain areas. Um, but it's it's the same cut. The difference between a pork belly and a, and bacon is that the belly is raw. The belly is just a piece of meat. It is so. When you said earlier, yeah, when you buy bacon, it's just a piece of meat. That's a pork belly. It is literally just a butchered piece of the pig. That is where bacon will will arise from. Now, bacon 
is cured. Bacon is salted and smoked and flavored and cured with uh, what we call pink salt or nitrite salt and everything else. And that, that is the difference. And when we say cured, that's kind of cured like uh, like a ham is cured. So it is um, it's not totally raw. Now, you don't want to eat raw bacon, of course, uh, but bacon has it is salted already and it is already cured to a certain degree. So it changes the texture, changes the flavor. That's why every piece of bacon you've ever had is salty all the way through. It's not just a coating of salt on the outside. You can bite into the middle of the bacon. It's salty because it's been cured, salted, a lot of times smoke smoked and seasoned sometimes black pepper and maple and other things on the outside of it so that's the difference bacon has gone through that process and pork belly is just the raw piece of meat which is also wonderful but very different than bacon okay so it ain't bacon if it doesn't have salt on it it ain't bacon until it's been cured and salted and uh, smoked and kind of processed that way. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It changes the texture. It makes it firmer. It does all kinds of stuff. But, but primarily, yeah, think about a very heavily salted pork belly. Well, Matthew, let me ask you this question. I'm not a guy who eats pork every meal like you do. So, therefore, I'm not the <laughs> symbol of fitness and strength like you oh, are. Oof. I have okay. to be careful about eating too much salt. When I have too much salt. I kind of get a little weird. I got that weird vibe. Are there different <laughs> levels of salt within bacon options? Do you have a low salt option? You have a low salt option. Buy, buy yourself a pork belly and uh, <laughs> cut it up. No. Um, yeah, every, you know, so every, I will say this. I have seen low sodium bacon before. I can't tell you that it's very good. Um, but I have seen it before. I, that It's been a while, though. I will tell you this. You go to the grocery store and start looking at the different bacons. I say different bacons. The different uh, brands of bacon. Each one of them has a little bit of a different um, kind of flavor profile. So okay. some of them are saltier than others. Some of them are more peppery. Some of them are, you know, smokier. Some of them are sweeter if it has a, a maple flavor to it. So... Each one of them, you know, what I would say is the best way to do that is experiment. Do your do your pork homework and uh, figure out which brand you like. But they're all going to be salty. That's the thing about bacon. It, it, it's very difficult to have a low-sodium piece of bacon because bacon is necessarily salted all the way through. So I would say maybe have good bacon. But just eat less of it, maybe. Okay. Maybe that would keep the keep the salt from getting your brain uh, scrambled there, John. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm not as perfect as you are with my health. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. I'm looking in the mirror right now, and I'm not sure who you're talking about. Yeah. All right. So we've kind of dissected all the bacon options, and so that's great news to know. And, yeah, there's no shortage of bacon options, both at your local butcher as well as the grocery store's of the world now my local butcher shop has something in addition to a slab of bacon that you can get called pork ribs what is that <laughs> sir pork pork ribs all right now we're talking now we're talking uh so yeah everybody knows what uh what pork ribs are the key the key uh distinguishing factor is the cut of the ribs so there are two I think you will find any place in the South, uh, you will find two types of ribs at any store you ever go to, and that will be spare ribs and uh, baby back ribs. And sometimes the baby backs are called loin back or baby loin back or 
something to that nature, but it, they're, they're all baby back ribs. And the difference is that the baby back, well, you'll notice immediately that the spare ribs are flatter. Uh, they're usually uh, larger bones, not necessarily meatier, but larger, sometimes meatier. But then the, then the baby back ribs are going to be uh shorter from side to side uh, but also heavily curved so if you're ever wondering if if something is mismarked or it has a strange name and you're looking at two different kinds of ribs uh if you can you know sit up uh sit the rack of ribs on on a table and like drive a toy car through it like a tunnel that's a baby back rib every single time and if you can't if it's flat then it's, it's a spare rib now the difference between the two is just the location on the pig so the spare rib is kind of down lower towards the stomach. So if you ever, you know, if you have a, uh, a kid or a niece or a nephew where you t- tickle them by rubbing the ribs, counting the ribs, whatever you want to call it, that's kind of where the, again, I'm not trying to be a cannibal here, but that's kind of the uh, <laughs> or, area. Or a pedophile. The, yeah, or, or some, anything. It's not the right time. Yeah, this is not <laughs> the time for it. Let's say not, you know, I used to do that to my brother. I used to, you know, tickle him. They, they used to uh, uh, say abuse, for it. abuse. Yeah, We're going yeah, yeah, to report you. They probably would tell you that, uh, yeah, I went on way too long and it was not fun. But <laughs> at the end of the day, but, that is kind of where the ribs live. It's kind of down there by the, uh, kind of on the sides. And the baby backs or the loin back ribs are kind of up towards the back on the pig. And that's why they're more curved. Instead of being long and straight, they're kind of uh, curved where the back curves into the rib cage. So they're very, di- I mean, they're, they're different ribs. They're both wonderful. I love spares and baby backs. Um, they do have a different flavor. They do have a different texture. Um, you know, spares tend to be a little bit more fatty, maybe a little bit more difficult to cook uh, properly, but uh, I love uh, I love the flavor of spare ribs when you do them properly. And those are a lot of the ribs. Uh, if you think of a larger rib, uh, you're typically thinking of a spare rib. If you think of a smaller rib, you're probably thinking of a baby back. And they're both wonderful. I could not pick one. They're like children to me. I couldn't pick one. I would, I would tell them, I would tell them that I both love them the same. And then I would uh, proceed to, uh, you know, I don't know. I would spend the rest of my life trying to determine which one I like better, put it that way. But, uh, those are the two main kind of ribs. And the, the only other thing I'll add is when you go looking for spare ribs, there's a, a cut called a St. Louis spare rib. Now that doesn't, doesn't mean it's a different kind of rib it just means that the tips the rib tips which is kind of a meaty part at the top of the spare ribs have been trimmed off so if you have a full cut or a regular spare rib it's got the rib tips and it's it's a very large piece of meat untrimmed uh, if you get a st louis spare it's still a spare it's just has the it just has the, the rib tips trimmed off the top and it will kind of look more like what you imagine a rack of ribs looking like which is rectangular and kind of pretty so that that would be the distinguishing factor there so on a st louis rib what happens to what what's cut off what, what where does that go <laughs> Yeah, well, it can go anywhere. It could be ground up for sausage, you know. It could be, uh, you know, you could some stores sell rib tips. I like I like rib tips myself. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing nothing wrong with that piece of meat, but uh, a lot of people like them. I happen to like them uh, trimmed up just because cook very evenly, and it's really kind of a look that you that you want. Um, but hey. Uh, nothing wrong with rib tips. I, I would, I'd eat a plate of them anytime you put them in front of me. Well, we have some response coming in to your comment about you 
literally assaulting your brother when y'all were growing up. <laughs> and so here on the Hearman's Family Confessional today, just so our audience will know <laughs> that you two actually get along. Matt, I got oh, yeah. I got a tip. You and said baby brother that you used to abuse as y'all were Both growing up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I understand that the two of you recently got together and it was a very appropriate place for you to, to get together. So please explain. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, yes, I did uh, torture my younger brothers like the good Lord intended. This was back in uh, an earlier era. And, uh, yeah, it was good for him. But, uh, no, I did. I met up with my youngest brother recently. That you that you tortured growing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they torture each other, too. It's just, you know, it's but a thing to do. This, thing. this, this one that you abused, just in case yeah, people right. are wondering, I, I bet the guy might might do something <laughs> to you one day. Yeah. Here, here's, Maybe. Yeah, he might. I, I may not put him in charge of picking out my nursing home, but that way. But uh, I understand. Yeah, uh, yeah, we met up in uh, met up in Austin and had some barbecue. That's and, what uh, I thought. So yeah, you know, great. I didn't great. abuse my brothers growing up, and guess what? They're not asking me to meet up for barbecue. So of course, I was the baby. <laughs> I was the guess baby what? in my family. You, you know what? I bought lunch. How about that? Oh that man! Right? All right, but y'all are even now. All the years. Yeah, oh yeah, that that all. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That evens it out. That evens it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, hopefully your barbecue was good. Do you mind mentioning where you were? Yeah, we were at Black's in Austin, which is not the original location. The original location would be in Lockhart. It's a very famous Central Texas style barbecue joint, but they have opened a second location in Austin. Uh, and it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I had the the brisket point, and we split that with some white bread and some onions and barbecue sauce and sweet tea, and it was it's good. It was good. And did he pick uh, out blacks, or was that your recommendation? Um, he it was a wreck from from him. I told him I had you know about an hour, and uh, he gave me a few options and said that this was. Uh, one of his favorites, and I said, uh, "All right, let's roll. I'll buy lunch, and uh, you know." Send me to a nice nursing home because you're a lot younger than me, you know. So, uh. <laughs> well, I'm just glad that siblings can get along. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, water under the bridge, I guess. Well, that's ice great. tea, ice tea under the under the rib. Oh, yeah. that's great. That is great. Uh-huh. Well, Matt, uh-huh. we're still not done talking about pork items, and we're not we're out of time. We are out of time, so we're going to have to get mm. you back on here again, if you don't mind. And, oh, I, I and, don't mind. And there's some more pork items that we want to ask you about and some more meat choices when you're at your local butcher shop. It's the barrister, and he's confessed all of his sins with us today, and we're looking <laughs> forward to talking to you with you again next <laughs> week. Thank you, sir. I wish those were all my sins. All right, John. Well, I'll look forward to you. I'll look forward to doing it next week. We'll talk more piggy. And please come abuse me so that you'll buy my lunch. How's that sound? <laughs> hey, let's get together. Let's do some barbecue, man. That cur- that cures all ills, my oh, man. Oh, yes. All right. Well, Matt Hearman's everybody. Well, that will conclude our Tuesday, y'all. When you join us back again on the Wednesday Y'all Show, we're going to have a preview of what all is up on the y'all.com website with Clark Shelton, editor of y'all.com. He'll be on. Jonathan Leifheit has the week off. He's at the beach, but we will talk a little ACC sports on the Wednesday, y'all, plus all the latest from Nashville, Tennessee, with our friend Precious Harris. You don't want to miss out on the fun of y'all. Talk with a Southern accent. Y'all have a great rest of your day.
Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabet on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.